This call is now being recorded. Hey, Song Ray. Yes, happy Saturday. Whew. Love a Saturday. Yeah, that... Just to catch up on my drama watching. <laughs> the week uh, was long and hard in a bad way. And, <laughs> and I was just glad to, like, decompress. And dramas are, like, the perfect way to get away from, like, just, I don't know, American life for a while. So. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much let me let the viewers now listeners, 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 well, depending on where you are, <laughs> but the listeners know what always happens with us, which is um, I think a day or two ago, Sungra and I are having the conversations we always have about life, love, the pursuit of happiness, and and dramas, always dramas, and so we start getting into a full-on discussion. And like always, it's like 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in, the conversation is just flowing, and suddenly I go, damn, we should have recorded this. <laughs> so because <laughs> we, we have epiphanies, we're talking, you know, what, what you, you get more of us than what you get in the podcast. We try to be, you know, somewhat not professional. <laughs> Of course not. But we try to be better <laughs> during the podcast. And so yes. we just free, free flowing. And I was just like, this is such great conversation. And they're missing it. So um, I figured we could talk about love featuring marriage and divorce because it is both fun and frustrating. And because some way has not, like, she just dropped that show like a hot potato. Like, she dropped the mic yes. on it and she walked away. So, somebody tell me, tell us, where you stopped watching and why you stopped watching. All righty. So, I started season two, and I watched half of episode one. And upon the daughter-in-law of the, I think he's a lawyer, the daughter-in-law of the lawyer, well, the daughter, the wife of the lawyer. I'm just all over the place. The wife Mm -hmm. of the lawyer, she was talking to her mother-in-law. And basically, like, talking to her and begging her to tell the girl she was going to raise the baby and to just give her the baby and they were going to stay married. Mm-hmm. And she was going in. And I was just like, you know what? Mm, I can't. This is too much. <laughs> this drama has done too much for me. It was a rough uh season one. Season two starting off this way is just more than I can bear. Nope, I can't do it because I've already decided I hate those damn husbands. And I just really wanted this to not go this way. So, yes, I was done. Right. And see, the thing is, I don't know how much I watched this season one because when they started waxing poetic about the cheating and, and making it seem like a romance for the husbands who were out there cheating with these side chicks, I was like, I'm good. I got other stuff to do. But something about season two made me go, hey, let me speed watch. Let me speed watch through. I'm not committed. I can watch an episode in like 15 minutes. Just, you know, hit that button and go. So I didn't know that, you know, who I call in my head spoiled wife. I didn't know spoiled wife was thirsting after the baby that, um, you know, the side chick had. I didn't I didn't know that bit of information, so thank you very much because at the end of this season oh by the way, spoilers. 
I don't know. This one the hell out of this. We, yeah, yeah. No, no so I need her to tell to me all this. the tea. Right, exactly. Like, this is not, if you are not, have not watched it yet, you need to get off this call. <laughs> you need okay. to get back on the call later. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, so, at the end of season two, Spoiled Wife is, like, looking at pregnant women and then she goes to see the couple again, and I will backtrack and explain some drama to you later. But she goes to see the couple, or see the the her previous in laws and the pregnant side chick because she ain't married yet, but she's still a side chick. Um, but then they're divorced, mm-hmm. so I guess you know, pregnant girlfriend. Anyway, her name has to change. But um, <laughs> right. But goes to see them, and she's like, "Well, can you invite me to?" The, when the baby is born, and please call me for the um, baby shower. And I was like, I don't want to see you again. Like, what kind of special, special on special are you? Like, <laughs> so that okay, made me wait, like pause. Is Tip having two kids? Right, right. I don't know I, what's, I mean, gonna what's going on. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Trust that there's a season three, and I'm going. Oh God, they're dragging this shit out further. So that's why I'm right. saying, like, what is she up to now? What the world? Right. There has to be a season three because of how everything is flowing. Now, if they do a season four, I'm done. I don't care what that story is. I'm done because I'm already mad that they're they're not following the typical 16 episode drama structure. Like, I'm already peeved about that. Right. So, how do I explain this? Because there's so much. And folks who are watching, they know there's so much. And I'm going to not cover a lot of it because it's just too damn much. But, but um, if I have specific questions, I'm going to ask because I do have some people who I'm kind of like, what about this one? Well, what happened with right. this one? So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let me, let me start it this way. I have to kind of step back to realize what I think the writers are doing and it also helped that we are on Reddit. Let me just let y'all know. We are on Reddit as Black Girl Soul. And so on the popular um, Reddit groups, I don't know how to say it, you know, subreddits, whatever terminology. I'm new to Reddit. But um, they, you know, I put stuff up, up you know, under the Black Girl Soul um, moniker. And so we both have a black girl soul like account and we have a group so you guys please make sure to like go check that out because someone on the i think it was the r slash k drama group said that the writer is known for doing these multi-season shows so then I was like, oh, okay, I understand a little bit more because I'm, I'm expecting one thing and they're going completely left for me. And then when I stepped back and looked at it, season one looked weird to me because I didn't want to see the romance between cheaters and their side. Wait. I didn't want to see that. I think that's what pissed me off. Right. And so I think they had to do that because they needed to – establish like these are the couples these are the relationships you think they're in let's blow this the hell up because season two is all about divorce like all these women are now divorced 
It's about divorce, and it's about, like, the how they each dealt with the blow-up of the divorce, the divorces. So you see that, like, let's start in order kind of, you know, by age or something. So spoiled wife, you see her fight tooth and nail to stay in that marriage, I think based purely on ego. Like, I don't even think she liked him a lot. <laughs> I think it's like all ego. Agreed because she never one time presented herself as this supportive, loving wife. It was always about her, always about serving her needs, always about giving her what she wanted. And I felt bad for him. I'm not even going to lie. Right. I felt bad for him to the point where I was okay with him fucking cheating. It was wrong as hell, but I was okay with it because I'm going, what the hell? His wife is, like, freaking terrible. She doesn't do shit right. for him. All she does is complain. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. And it, it does not surprise me that the side trick you chose was a caring older woman. Because uh-huh. she's a spoiled younger woman. So uh-huh. she, like, fought tooth and nail. And then <laughs> I, and she got her revenge. And it was dirty, but it was funny, too. So they basically, like, she fought tooth and nail. And I guess she got everything she wanted from them. I don't know what those are, those things were, because I was speed watching. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but she got whatever, whatever they whatever she wanted to give him the divorce, she got. And then they did this weird thing where they had, like, a happy divorce dinner where it was like, okay, you're my you're my in-laws or you were my in-laws. And, you know, she made nice, made pretty, said all the right things, shed a tear the whole nine yards, hugged them, and was like, and said goodbye to her husband. And even in the car, the – um mother-in-law and father-in-law were like, you know what? She got on our last damn nerves, but we wish her well. You know, she'll find somebody else. She'll be all right. And then Chick, like maybe a week later or something, sets up a press conference and completely throws her husband under the bus. And she's not lying. She's telling the complete truth, but she gets up there and she's like, I'm, you know, it's unfortunate, but I must inform you, I'm getting a divorce. And everyone's like, what? What the hell? And she's like, yes. And they're like, they're like oh, is it because of unreconcilable differences? Because that's what they always say. She was like, no, my husband just left me. And they're like, what, shit, for real? And then she was like, I can't talk. And they're like, who did he uh, leave you for? And she was like, I can't talk about the chick. I'm not going to say anything because that's not right. But I will say she's pregnant. Boom, dropping bombs. And girl, girl. So then right away after she does that press conference, of course, her mother-in-law and father-in-law soon getting blown up. And people are like, what kind of um, son did you raise? What kind of family are you that you did that to that woman? Oh, that's so dirty. I don't want to be friends with Like straight up clowning clowning the whole family he's worried that he's not going to have a job he's worried he's going to get fired all this stuff goes down but then it works we'll out pause you know. before we go up pause before we go on just fyi if you all have not watched any of marriage feature love and divorce and you are somewhat semi-interested i'm just going to give you a little backdrop so sure. spoiled wife is a a radio personality so she's known she's a public figure she's known right her husband's a lawyer and his father and her father-in-law and mother-in-law i think the father-in-law is somebody important too because they're they're rich they have money oh, yeah. they live well 
he's somebody that, you know, has a little status in society as well. So these are not like just people who are, you know, your regular Joe Schmoes. These are folks who people know. And so this horror hole in the press conference is like, damn, for real, you went there? So <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, right. she, she, and she's not regular either because please write down her history because I got the impression that she was either like a girl group or she was she did something and she comes from something. Okay. Right? Well, remember, I, I, she was a guitarist as, or a drummer as well as the radio personality. So I know right. she's famous. People know her. Right. So so basically, she married well, and she divorced well, and then she threw them completely under the bus. But the great thing was the poop didn't stick for too long. Because he was divorced, suddenly he started getting all these divorce accounts, and the, you know, of course, the mother and father, they're going to be all right. You're just like, okay, we don't have those from anymore. And they're so happy to have a grandchild by a woman who is even spirited that they don't really give a damn. And the okay. husband is is definitely like, because, you know, the pregnant side chick, the pregnant girlfriend, she was like, I'm sorry that this all happened. You know, I caused you all drama. And he's like, oh, no, I'll take you over that crazy broad any day. Like, he is <laughs> He's good. He's like, I'm good. Don't worry about me. I choose you. I choose you every time. Like, he's good. Oh, wow. So so that's how she handled the blow-up, right? And we already know how pitiful mom handled it. She pretty much was like, I'll give you your divorce, and she stepped the hell back and got quiet in the corner. Like, and it's just basically. Oh, no. Really? Girl, yes. I wanted her to like have some straight get back and in his face because he was the assholiest of the assholiest. He well <laughs> he's second tier. he's second tier. First tier that goddamn doctor. He's second tier, but second tier he was he was riding the top of that second tier. Because of how he talked to them, kids included, he was so busy trying to make it all about himself. And I'm like, punk-ass bitch, because that's how I felt about him. (laughs) Punk-ass bitch, you set up, had a family, let her pay for all your stuff, used her in so many words. She she left her family for him. Remember, she left her wealthy family for him. And that's what I'm saying. And then let her pay for your car, pay for your schooling, pay for your shit, and then turned around and left her. You bitch ass motherfucker, go on. Oh, he made me mad. Anyway, right, 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 right. But see, here's the thing. This, that's why I'm saying, like, that's why I'm telling you. And maybe I didn't finish that thought because you know me. First season is like setting the stage and to see the romances. Second season is just like the complete blow up. Third season is about, I believe, about the like the women ultimately fighting over old boy that you think is gay. I call him so a gentleman, but you know, and you we can call him player player, but I don't think he's. I think his hustle is a lot smoother than just like playing these chicks. And I think I was waiting to get to that, but I'll kind of say this: like two of the women are kind of chasing after him. One openly, one low-key. And that already started in season two. So I think the women are going to end up fighting over this guy in season three, and I hope 
fingers, toes, and eyeballs crossed, that he eventually goes for pitiful mile. I'm hoping that because she's been so low-key in the game, and then I'm hoping for that magical makeover to occur in, uh, in uh, season three, occur, to occur <laughs> in season three, and then um, he will choose her. That's what I'm, I mean, that's so, like, that's so sexist. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm hoping, like, they end up together. Um, because, anyway, so in the, in season two, we talked about, cold, I mean, we talked about um, spoiled wife. Cold wife, the the wife of the doctor, when she finds out, like, I think someone hits her to the game about him being at this, um, you know, horse track or whatever you call it. Like, he and his spy chick were riding horses or whatever. And then I think she saw, or then she did see. So I don't know if you know this. But her mother died. The no, mother that know. she was like, I don't the mother that she was having, she had a bad relationship with. And I always thought that the mother somehow was like maybe a side chick or something like that. And so that's why, you know, she didn't want anything to do with her, you know. But I think what it was was that her mother, um, her father cheated on her mother and her mother divorced her father. And then she, cold wife, blamed her mother. And so she always had, like, then a bad relationship with her mom. Like, she was just putting up with her mother. But then her mom started to become ill. And she just neglected her mother. And then her mother was in the hospital and passed. So when the mother passed, she was, like, you know, broken up. She was just messed the hell up. But at the same time, for some reason that I do not know because I was speed watching. So y'all who are listening, y'all can fill in the blanks by commenting. <laughs> um she ended up at the same hospital. And so cold wife is walking the hall, walking back from the bathroom or whatever she was doing. She peeks in and she sees her husband hugging side chick, Dixie Mystery. Mm. I call her Dixie Mystery. Um, sees her hugging and she like falls to the floor. Like not right in front. She like walks away because she's so shell-shocked. She walks, she walks away falls to the floor, and they have to come pick her up. And then she goes mute for a while. She don't talk at all because she's so shocked. So everything, everyone thinks she's so shocked because her mother died. I would be so shocked. I'd be jacked the hell up. But it's because her husband, that's how she found out definitively that her husband was cheating on her. So at the mm. worst time of her life, she didn't mm-hmm. have her husband to lean on. So then... At some point, she looks to ride for a little bit, but then in in the car, there's a room somewhere. She turns to him and she's like, "We're getting a divorce." She basically like what I love about her is that of the bunch, she's the most decisive about mm-hmm. a cheating husband. She didn't play, she didn't deviate, she she ain't playing with him because he's so diabolical. Because he's a psychiatrist, he's just messing with folks' minds. So what happened was, what had happened was, I was <laughs> I was watching, speed watching, right? And if I didn't care, I was basically speed watching to see when Pitiful Mom would get her magical makeover. But, you know, all of a sudden I get to this episode and, like, 75% of the episode is cold wife turns into psycho psychiatrist, her husband. 
And I'm like, what is this long-ass conversation they are having? Because this is going on forever. And so I rewind, and yes, it was an incredibly long conversation, but it proved to me that these are some great actors because the twist in terms of the conversation, like, it just kept going. And when I tell you this man tried to use every tool in his toolbox to get this chick to change her mind, first, even before the conversation, first, he goes, like, okay, so what happened was, what happened was she went to the mistress, and she was like, so y'all together? Like, what's up? And the mistress is like, yeah, we together. I love him. I'm so in love with him. And she's, she's like, okay, you just did me. Yeah, that's that, that little girl. Because she's a little girl in my head, but go ahead. Right. She's like, I'm so in love with him. I couldn't help it. I'm just so in love. And so she's like, okay, you can have him. I'm done with him. And so this mistress is like, really? Okay, thank you. She good. And so then, um, what do you call it? She goes to her husband. She's like, oh, we're getting divorced tomorrow. But she wasn't even waiting a couple of days. She was like, we're going to the courthouse tomorrow to get this handled because I'm done with you. You the, you're the crap of the earth. I'm done with you. You're trying to mess with mine, but you're not going to mess with mine. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. She's done with him. So then he goes to his mistress, and he's like, listen, I love you, but my daughter is going through her formative years, and I'm going to be there in her life. So you're going to go to my wife and say that it, it was a one-sided thing, that I was not, I did not try to seduce you. I was not interested in you. It's just that you're checking for me, but not that I'm checking for you. You need to wait on the side for years until she's 18, and then we can be together. Like, he's he for real sad. You're just going to have to wait on the side for a while. Like, and she was like, okay. So then they both show up oh, in front Jesus. of the wife. It's got to be the dumbest thing ever. Go ahead. You know what? I think she's dumb, and I think she's crazy. Like, she ain't stable. But I also think there are places where she's brilliant, and I'll, I'll get to that. So then okay. they get in front of the wife and Scary Stepmom. Scary Stepmom is right there. Pause and you for know Scary, scary Stepmom. Step- Pause for Scary Stepmom because I need you to tell me <clears throat> after you finish this, but please do not forget to include what happened with her and son, son-in-law or son, whatever the hell he is to her, because Scary Stepmom – is lusting and longing for this dude. Like, she's sick as well, too. Go ahead. She was thirsty at first, and then she turned scary. So so what happened was, what had happened was, um, <laughs> the the cheating husband, the cheating doctor, is in front of um, his wife and his stepmother, along with Dissy Mistress. And Dissy Mistress does what she's told to do, and she says, you know what, it was one-sided. And, you know, she she tries to be convincing, but she can at the same time see through and you know it's completely false, right? And so well, she's like, um, it was completely one-sided. He was just being kind to me. You know I'm here without my family, and he was doing me a solid. So the wife was like, huh, is that true, right? Okay, I believe you. I believe you, but here's one thing. You know, you say that he's – it, there was nothing going on with you guys. Nothing going on with us. Not at all. <laughs> and then a co-wife says, let me see your phone. Let me see your phone. Then suddenly everyone stops. They super on pause. 
because she ain't dumb. She ain't never been dumb. To be married to this psycho psychiatrist, she can't be dumb. So that's when they get caught. She's like, well, let me just see the phone then. Let me just see how you all address each other. Like, let me see how you even have him listed on the phone. Is your boo whatever he is to you? Come on now. And she's like, um, and she's looking at him, and he's like, you need to stop this. You know, you're taking this too far. And she's like, oh, but you're not answering my question. So I'm going to take that to mean that you are, are actually cheating. So that's when she was, she told him the first time, we are getting divorced. We are, or the second time or whatever. She's like, we are through. We are done with each other. Like, I'm done with you. So when they had the phone, I mean, when they had the face-to-face conversation that was as long as our get-out, it was basically like him twisting and turning. Like, at first, it's like, why are you being like this? Like, this ain't right. You know you're not being right about this. You know, these things happen. But we can we can rebound from this. And she's like, I'm done with you. I told you I'm done with you. Then he was like, this is what happened with your mother. You you turned your mother away the way you're turning me away. Like, he used every trick in the book. Used her mom against her. He talked about her childhood. Talked about how this – Aren't you going to mess up the relationship that you have with your daughter the way that your relationship was fractured with your mother because she turned away your father? Do you want that to happen again? Like, he was coming for her, coming for her tooth and nail. She is ducking and dodging, moving. Different times she crying, and he gets on his knees. You know how they do, like, when they really, yeah. really, really sorry. He's like, I'm on my knees. You know, I really want this to work out. She is like, except, you know, in a way better, smoother way because, He's real smooth like that. And she's like, she goes, get some water, drinks it. She's like, get off your damn knees. I'm still not taking your ass back. And they keep on arguing. It's so, so long. My mom was watching the argument, too. She was like, damn, it just keeps going. I was like, yes, it does. <laughs> Twisting and turning. And so you keep on thinking, like maybe in the back of your mind, she might give in. She might give in. He even gets to a point where he's like, you know what, you're right. I have been, you know, flirting with these women. There is the power. You know, he goes into his own psychology. He starts talking about how, like, he knows he's fractured. Maybe the fact that he didn't really have a mother in his life, even though he was raised by his stepmother, like, messed him up a bit and made him want to kind of low-key uh, low seduce any woman in his orbit so that they would feel emboldened and they would like him he goes into it like he breaks it all the way down and she still is like so we're gonna get divorced tomorrow right <laughs> she still goes it's even and she breaks down why because she was like you know what you were that guy you were that guy that i completely trusted you've been together since college you if anyone had said anything against you, I never would have believed it because you were that man. And so for me to realize what a liar you are, how conniving you are, how you're, like, trying to master manipulate these situations, that's how I know you're not the man that I married. That's how I know you're not the one that I can be with because I don't know who you are. Like, and I don't want to be in this situation. And she does it nicely. Like, she she gets the apartment. She She moves out. She gets the apartment um, for her and her daughter. She, I don't know how she told her daughter this, but she was like, we're going to move away from your daddy. She does, you know, they move, I guess, far enough away to make that realistic, but not so far away because I'm sure they're like darn near in the same neighborhood. 
the sis I mean the daughter doesn't know that the father cheated. She doesn't know okay. yet. And so but she is with her mother. They live in a different apartment, everything. And so um then this is when um so to answer your question about um thirsty stepmom and how she turned into scary stepmom. So thirsty stepmom, when she finds out he cheated, she loses her shit. Like she goes straight crazy because I think in her head she knew she was gonna share him with his wife. She didn't know he was in the streets, so she feels betrayed. Like she low key is like, if you don't cheat on your wife, you should have cheated with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, how right. dare you leave me? How dare you be away? And by the way, because I thought I thought from season one, and you tell me, I thought she either killed her husband or just like didn't help him when he became ill. So she didn't like full out kill him, but what she did was she wasn't giving him his medicine, feeding him foods that were bad for his health because he was, I guess, in uh, dealing with, uh, Jesus, I was going to say diabetes, but not diabetes, uh, high blood pressure. So she's mm. giving him stuff that's bad for high blood pressure, you know, giving him foods that were just really no good for him. And when he got sick in the movie theater, she just watched. And then okay. after he okay. died, she called. Okay. So there's, there's this thing, I guess, with this writer or director, I think it's a writer too. They like to have ghosts in their dramas. So he's a ghost in the drama that shows up every once in a while. Uh, like, it's weird. It's weird. But he's a ghost who shows up here, there, and, like, you know, enjoying life, and you see him every once in a while. And so what happens is she's, like, when the um, when her stepson and the mistress are before the wife trying to, you know, perpetrate a lie, she, like, picks up, she, like, loses her mind. She picks up, like, this heavy liquor bottle and tries to, like, hit chick over the head. Like, she she fights her. She is, like, no joke. And so, like, cold wife is sitting there calm as a cucumber. She's like, I know what I'm about. But everything you would expect from your wife was coming from scary stepmom. So then when cold wife moves out, Scary stepmom is like, well, you know what? He's going to need someone to take care of him, so I'll just move into the to the um, house where you're gone. So she moves in. And then she's thinking, he's going to be all mine. Like, she's having these big dreams, right? And then next thing you know, this mistress is like, oh, I was coming to take care of him. And here I am. And she is showing up. She's ready to go. And... What do you call it? Um, scary stepmom is like, what the hell are you doing here? And she was like, I'm here to take care of him. I love him. And he's all quiet. He just sits there watching TV like, I'm bored with this. This is crazy. I don't even know how I'm in this situation. Just And and even, and I'll tell you, this is how you know Dixie Mistress is crazy. She asked to meet with cold wife. And when she sits across from cold wife, she's like, I'm really sorry for what I did and what happened. I'm just in love with him. And cold wife is like, oh, you got him. He's all yours. Do what you do. And she's like, well, can we be friends? You know, if you need anything, can you call Trust. It was crazy. If you need anything, can you call me? If you can sit, call me. I'll take care of you. 
you know, I just, I want friends because I'm here alone. Girl, straight nutty buddy. Okay? Girl, like, I'm going, is she out of her mind? The girl, hell the whole conversation. Think? I want to be friends with you. Of right. People. Right. She even talks about, oh, you know what? One day I'll get to meet your daughter. And co wife is like, over my brain. Yeah. Right. No, man. She crazy, straight, straight nutty. And so that's what she brings into that new atmosphere. The husband is sitting there like, I don't want stress in my life. And he's all quiet, not saying anything. And then scary stepmom is like on a mission to get this chick out of the house. So she's like, I give her a week. I'm just going to, she calls the um, housekeeping service and she's like, we don't need you right now. We'll let you know when you can come back. Because then she puts Dizzy Mistress to work. She's like, oh, you have to clean the house. You need to do all this stuff. You know, she's trying to get her to run. What she does not realize is Dizzy Mistress is for real, like, in La La Land. So she's, like, doing all the work, and she's happily doing it. And she's like, you know, and then, girl, like, the first night or whatever, she's like, what? she starts going towards his room with her, you know, that one piece of luggage they always take. Like, they don't have a whole apartment to move, but they got that one piece of luggage <laughs> they carry with them. I'd be like, yes. okay. I'm assuming those are their valuables. But it'd be, like, weird where it's like, oh, I'm moving out now, and it'd just be, like, that one piece of luggage. Anyway, so she's taking that one piece of luggage towards his room, and scary stepmom is like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, I'm going to sleep with my man. And she goes in there. He's like, it's no big deal. Let her do it. Get you now. So she's straight sleeping in his bed, right? And that same night or maybe that week or whatever, that first week, when everything scary stepmom tries to do to bully her, backfires. And so everything that, you know, like she's impervious to. In fact, she drives scary stepmother crazy. She makes her mad because she she can't make a way. She can't get an edge in. And this chick started buying, like, adult medicines and stuff, or, or she's like, Hey, hey, stepmom, here's, here's, I bought you, I bought you this. And stepmother's like, what the hell is this? And she's like, well, these are uh, drugs for dementia. You know, you're older, and we want to make sure you stay in good health. Shade to her age, girl. And girl. stepmother is like, always trying to keep herself together. Yes, and, uh, yes, yes. And, right. So she's like, she is mad. She is mad and peeved. Because this chick is basically going, you too old to be with this dude. I'm, I'm young and with it, and I'm willing to put in that energy, and you old and his mom. Like, girl, shade upon shade. But when you look her in the face, she looks innocent. She even, like, she was like, I learned this game that we can play to keep your mind active. And the stepmom is like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then he even goes, he's like, gotta play the game. She worked hard to learn it. Wow. <laughs> and then, like, wow. maybe, the, maybe the first week somewhere in there, she, like, pulls him, and she's like, hey, come with me. I want to show you something. And, girl, she set up this whole, you know, the tub with bubbles and everything and lights, and she's like, get in and get in with me. And you're thinking the whole time. This dude is just trying to keep her calm because she's crazy, and his wife's not there, and he's like, okay. So he actually gets in the tub with her. They in the tub, 
and she's like, oh, I love you so much. And, like, she's, like, rubbing his face. And then she hugs him, and you just think he's going to be like, oh, uh, okay, let me, you know, just put up with this. But then, girl, he hugged her back, and he's like, yeah, I love you too. He really is down oh, for it. This is scary stepmom, or is this dissy girlfriend? Dissy girlfriend. Jesus. So the whole time, you're thinking dissy girlfriend, like she's doing all this over-the-top stuff, but she's just alone in this. You think you think that she's like, like even though he had an affair with her, you think that this is one-sided. Oh, no. No, he's just not outward with it. He really does enjoy that he really does love her. He really mm-hmm. does enjoy this. He's just hiding it from everybody. He's hiding it from the stepmother. He's definitely hiding it from the wife because towards the end of the season, he then turns around and he's like low-key stalking his, his wife, his ex-wife. Like, you know, she moved into the house, then he found reasons to be in the house and, like, trying to have that those family moments with the daughter, right, trying to, like, make it all cute. Then um, he he and the side chick went to this musical, like this musical event or whatever, and this is when Stoic Gentleman, you know, the guy that you think is gay, mm-hmm. This is where he kind of I don't think he was gay. I must interject because that's the second time you said it. I don't think he was gay. I said I wonder. Based okay. On okay. That shown on how they made him very ambiguous to female attention. Right. And I can see why you thought that initially because he was like their boy pal or something like that. Like he's always going to lunch with the three of them and the whole nine yards. But I think his and then all of his that friends time. appeared to be you know, males. He didn't have any other female friends he seemed to be hanging out with, so I was just wondering, hmm, I wonder about that. What is what are right, they trying right. to show us here? And that's legit. I mean, if in certain season they, they do a complete twist and they're like, oh, and by the way, he's gay. I'd be like, okay. Like, I don't care. But, it, but no, not one way or the other, just trying to figure right. out what were they trying to do with this character because he was just real ambiguous on a bunch of things. I see he that he's nonchalant and cold towards things. Right, right. I think that they were putting him in a holding pattern because they're saving him for season three with, I, at least that's what I want, with Pitiful Mom. <laughs> so, I, so I think that I'm, I'm riding and dying on that on that hill, right? Because, <laughs> because what I think is going on is he's a careful guy. Like, and they also introduced his brother, his younger brother, in season two. You were, yeah, so tell us about that, because I did not meet the brother at all. Right. I don't think the brother at all was in season one. It, and most maybe no. mentioned him someplace that we never listened to or whatever. So his brother is a full-out player player. And the brother even made fun of him, like, oh, man, you just, you know, you're setting your ways and, or whatever. And the story gentleman is like, yeah, you all over the place. You with every chick in the world. So you come to find out that his brother is the ex of the actress who took, what? took, right, took, um, what do you call it? The, the professor. Like, wow. It had to be in the last, like, three episodes of the season. You find out that they had a whole complete romance, but he straight up played her to the left. And so she was 
time with the professor, right? And so when he comes back on the scene, he's like, hey, I'm checking for you. And she loses family members. And she loses her mother and her father. And it is super tragic. Maybe the last episode, maybe that's when it kicked in, where she basically has fallen apart. And she shows up at Pitiful Mom's house, and she's like, please forgive me. She gets on her knees. She, she like, is broke. She's just messed the hell up. And she drives over there, and she gets on her knees, and she's like, please forgive me. Because of how I took your husband, that's why my mother and my father were killed. I can't handle this. Like, she is completely devastated. She broke up with the professor because she, she didn't tell him why she was breaking up with him. She basically said, you know what, I changed my mind. I'm breaking up with you because the dude that she thought was just a fan, that's my ex. And the the brother, when he sees that she's moving on, like, he's not paid, but he's like, when he sees that she's hurt because of her family, you know, he realizes how deep his feelings work for her, and he's like, let's get married. Let's get back together and let's get married. So for real, she, like, got the professor. She straight up went, you know, and I think a lot of it is out of guilt. She was like, I need to clean up my life. This is just so jacked up. And she was like, I don't want to be with you anymore. Can you leave? Like, I care about you, but. And he understands. He understands. He leaves quietly. He's cool. He, like, treats her well. He's not, like, he doesn't act angry or anything like that because I think he loves her so much. And he just wants her to be okay. And then that's when you kind of, and who's I did? That's when I felt some compassion for him because I think he really was a guy who did not feel like he was living his true life. And it was ugly and painful for him to do that to his family. But he was really, I don't think it was just like he was going off to cheat with some shit. I think he was really trying to, like, find the life that he really imagined he wanted to have. And she happened to be a part of it. And so he didn't, he didn't like, pack his stuff. You know, he took his one suitcase. Um, he didn't take that one suitcase. <laughs> and, like, go to his ex-wife. He sat in the car and cried. He just he just was like he's alone. And so she goes over to Pitiful Mom and she's just like jacked the hell up. And they kind of she and the daughter kind of help her and protect her and take her upstairs and get her clothes and, you know, get her in bed because she's just so messed up. So that's how kind of that ended. It was crazy. But so to answer your question, that's how that routed. But, like, what went down was, um, so Stoic Gentleman, like, you got um, foreign wife, you got cold wife, and in their own particular way, they're putting moves on them. So, like, and he has gone to nightly events with each of them, not dates per se, but, like, mm-hmm. he sat with both of them. So, like, with spoiled wife, when she's, like, trying to look all pitiful and sad and, you know, my husband left me, he, like, took her out and then they talked and hung out and, you know, that kind of thing. And then at a different point, it, it felt like he was chasing after, um, what do you call it, cold life a little bit more. But they ended up, they happened to end up going to the same musical. So it wasn't like it happened on purpose. She was. She showed up because it was something she'd always wanted to see and enjoy, and she happened to see him there. And so he, they ended up even sitting in the same row, close to each other. And 
her husband saw that because he showed up with the mistress and he was like, my kids are not. And he saw, he was holding the mistress's hand. And then when he saw his wife, he shook that hand off like it was shit on a shoe. Okay. He was like, wow. He was like, because he's so used to lying. He's so used to playing that game. So he like showed up and they kept it crispy. You know, they kept it nice, you know, up front or whatever. But he, after that, he started having these hallucinations. He started, you know, thinking, oh, they're, he's going to take my place as my daughter's father. He's going to take my place as my wife's husband. Because he didn't really picture his wife being with anyone else. He just thought she was going to sit in the corner while he was off cheating with his side chick, right? And so then he, like, puts in all this effort trying to show up by his wife's side, trying to get over, you know, trying to insert himself in their daily lives again. And um, and finally what happened was she called him up. She was like, dude, um, you know what? I had a problem with my computer. Can I borrow yours? And he was like, yes, you can borrow my computer. He runs over there with his computer trying to help her and stuff like that. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you, you want to, I forget what it was, like you want to get some ice cream? It was something like that. Or it was, you want to get drinks? It was something. And he was like, sure. You know, he's all geeky. And so, and so then after the outing, when they're in the car, he's like, oh, you know, thinking to himself, like he's going to have to stay over, you know, move things. And then all of a sudden he sees a mistress and the wife is like, yeah, I called her to come get you. I'm done with you. Like, I borrowed your computer. I got what I needed. Here you go. Wow. <laughs> and so he was like, because she's cold as ice. <laughs> cold as ice. Because I kept on thinking, is she going up to me? Like, you know, they're having a nice conversation. I'm like, yeah, remember how they used to be? Oh, yeah, like, she's going along. And then he realizes, oh, she really ain't thinking for me. I'm going to have to go back to the madhouse. You know? <laughs> that <laughs> so, was crazy. Right. So that's so that's why I think that season three is when the the women are going to inevitably clash. They have to finish this. They can't they can't stretch it. Even if they introduce all these new characters and do all this stuff, they can't I'm not trying to watch four seasons. I'm really not. You know. I mean, is it a place where you think about those um those soap opera type you know, like hundred episodes or whatever. Of course, they exist, but I don't know. Would you watch that? I mean, I'm, I didn't watch two, so uh, there'd be no way. <laughs> You're like, I am going to go ahead and plug. We have a love featuring marriage and divorce group chat we're in on Instagram, and one of the ladies is. Uh, I was going to call her, or Debbie. Yeah, Debbie invited us, and I really, like, have enjoyed just going through reading because they kind of helped me stay abreast of what kind of stuff was going on, and they've had some really good conversations. So if you're on Insta and you want to join, just send us a message, and I'll add you in. Oh, that's nice of you. That's why some way you're so kind, like, you know, building community, building friendships. (laughs) Woo-woo. But yeah, no, it's like the next first thing to like listening to us or going to our website or following us on social media is, you know, to go find 
in groups because they will break it all the freaking way down. And you don't yeah. even have to watch the show. You don't have to waste your time watching the show. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> right, right. They spoil the hell out of it. It's wonderful. So, and I think I've done that too, you know, in other shows. Like, I'm just like, oh, I can't bear to watch this. It's too much. I think I low-key was going to do that with Devil Judge. But then I thought that you were watching it. Oh, let me plug that too. So we have the newest um, entry, blog entry um, for August of what we're watching. And Devil Judge is on that list. So please, please, please check that out. Um, then you'll know what we're watching and give us your opinions and tell us, you know, what we should look out for. If they're good shows, if you agree or disagree. But, like, we're both right now watching Devil Judge. So, if we're done, and it's, unless you have more questions about love, future, marriage, and divorce, we can move on to devil judge if you like. Um, yeah, we can go ahead and talk about that, and then I wanted to add in some of the upcoming shows for people to be looking out for. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So what do you think about devil judge? Oh, man, he gives me all kinds of strong, dangerous male lead. What do you think? For Devil Dreads, yes. I am loving Jisung. He is always, like, he's somebody from my first experience of watching, um, oh, shoot. I can't think of the name of it, but it's the drama where he is, he's got the multiple personalities. Have you wow. seen that? Um, Jesus. Okay, now it's the word. I'm seeing a familiar wife, Eon I think I saw him, and um, this, like, it wasn't Juggler. It was not Juggler. But it was like some movie, I mean, some show where he was the boss, and I forget what it was. I have to look him up. See, that's not what we do for BGS phone calls, y'all, but we'll, we'll do it now just so we know what the hell we're talking about. Um, so have you him Kill up? Me, Heal Me. He was in Kill Me, Heal Me, and in Kill okay. Me, Heal Me, he had multiple personalities, and that was when I first, like, I had seen him in other things, but that is what made me go, oh, hell yeah, you are the shit, because he acted each one of those personalities with such precision, and I was just like, oh, this dude, he got skills. He's cool. I like him. So, yes, seeing him in this is just another example of kind of watching him go between two characters, because he's like that cold, hard guy. Then he's over here as the judge, and as the judge, he has this personality. Then as the uh, guardian of his niece, you see his caring, compassion, and his protection. So, like, yes, getting to see him do this is, I just love him. He's awesome. Right. I mean, I always think of him as a small dude, which is, like, not <laughs> right. But, but he always is so, like, alpha male, so, you know, strong in his conviction. And even here, where he's kind of a material character, like, you don't know which way he's going, what he's doing. You kind of ride along with the whole anti-hero persona that he has because you know he's doing it for the greater good. You know he's doing it as revenge. Like, he's not coming from this place of, you know, like, just being a dick and trying to manipulate people to do it. I mean, and you realize pretty early on, and of course, spoilers, 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 you realize pretty early on that he's been misunderstood. Yeah. Like, he's, even since childhood, I mean, his childhood was ratchet because his father was a ratchet cheater. See her again? Um, and yet another, not, no, you know what, the father didn't cheat. He did not cheat at all. So let me 
pull that back. Father used to beat him. His father beat him, but his father beat him after his wife died. And he had a one-night stand with this ratchet chick somewhere in the world who was, like, dumping babies and rolling on. And or, or either she died. Something went down. But, you know, he was a baby abandoned. And mm-hmm. it was only by the grace of his older brother who kind of saved him because the father was about to let him <laughs> die out there in the streets in the, <laughs> in the little crypt or whatever. He was not pressed. And so... He's, you know, avenging the death of his brother and um, sister-in-law, and um, I'm there for it. I'm I'm there for the the niece because she is bloodthirsty and hilarious. Um, yeah. And I like the secondary male lead, if you will, but he. Danielle. Okay, that's his name. He cute. Um, yes. He is. <laughs> But um, I, because I'm, for some reason, I'm forgetting his story. I don't know why I'm forgetting his story. Is it the young story? Right, his character. Because his character was, um, like, from some small town, right? He was, like, a small town lawyer or whatever. Because I can't, he's not a judge, right? He's dead. It confuses me because he's so young. So he's like, he's a, okay, so he's a small-town judge that they brought to the big city to basically be on this show. And and he kind of is supposed to be like the spy in the group for, you know, the Samuel L. Jackson of South Korea. I forget his name, but y'all know who he is. We've talked about it before. He is in every, the old man, he old, he young sometimes. He's in every drama. Um, he's in the verge of insanity. He's in so many dramas, we can't even list them, okay? Um, I think I'm not saying. Is that his name? Um, I'm not saying. He's uh, Min Jung-ho in this one. He's a judge. He's a Supreme Court judge. Right. So he's like, you know, again, the Samuel L. Jackson of South Korea. Um, he or South Korean Hollywood. And so he um, is kind of his spy if you will, but then in the last episode I saw, um, you find out that, like, Young Judge has decided to um, switch sides, and he's, like, you know, on the side of Devil Judge, because now he can kind of see what Devil Judge is doing. Like, he understands, like, okay, this the corruption is bigger than just what you think it is. It's, like, layered and, and historic. Because part of the problem for me in this is that uh, Supreme Court Judge Jung Ho is spending all of his time trying to make it right within the system, but uh, Ji Sung's character, Johan, Judge Johan, mm-hmm. is pointing out and showing it's a big game. There's no realness in this. If we go, he took him to that meeting, and at that meeting, it was all the people who are the heads of Korea and who run, you know, the Republic of South Korea. And it's the the president. You've got these big corporations, these uh, judges, not judges, but uh, CEOs who run things. And so, like, you have all these people who are there, uh, ministry heads, who are basically goofing off, laughing, having a ball. Everything is a ha-ha funny. And the country is in repair. Like, it needs it needs help. And they're not doing anything about it because it's all about what's the benefit for them. And for Johan, the problem is he watched these people 
come for his brother's money, right. run after the church went on fire and left his right. brother. Nobody tried to come back to save his brother. Ran. One of them even broke his niece's leg because she was busy jumping over the uh, pews and it landed on the daughter on the niece's knees and she stepped on it to keep getting herself up out of there. Then turned around, showed up in his hospital room and talked about why he really needed to make sure to donate his brother's money. So, like, he right. saw their ugliness, and their ugliness was reprehensible to him. He saw right. no reason to even pretend like there's a way to fix this, because these are the people who run this, and if they're this sick, no, this whole system got to get shut down. So he'd been coming yeah. for them for years. Right, and I think he, he, he's been playing the long game, because they showed that he oh, spent yeah. years being the good judge, being, like, just very, like, he definitely positioned himself in a place where they thought, okay, this is our boy. We got him. We own him. So let's put him mm-hmm. in this role. And then he was like, oh, but let me take off my robe and show you what kind of monster I truly am. Let me put on my, um, you know, um, what is it he put on? His um, hoodie, girl. He's straight up running around trying to kick butt in that hoodie. I'm like, okay, so, so basically you're Batman, huh? Okay, that's what you are. You're Batman with a hoodie, right? Okay, we get it now. Um, but if I you follow the group the group conversation that we're in on Twitter, um, this pertains invited us. But if you follow the group conversation we're in on Twitter, over there they've been talking about the symbolism. Because if you pay attention, there's a whole lot of religious symbolism going okay. on on their robes are, like, clear examples because it looks like Catholic world. Like, you know, no offense to anyone who's Catholic before you try to come for us. No, we're not saying you all are bad or whatever. No, we're simply saying we noticed that the director used a lot of symbolism in this show, and we're trying to, you know, just piece it together and figure out what is it that's being stated and what are people trying to say with these different visuals and images we're noting. Right. And, and, you know, yes, there is so many layers. I have to go back because it's like it's, it's interrupted me so much that I read some of it. And I'm like, yeah, I got to check that out. But I didn't, like, go deep dive into it. And so, yeah, I think there's this place where it's, there is uh, definitely a heavy anti-government sentiment. You know, definitely, like, let's not have any of those QAnon folks watching this. It's drama because they'd be like, I need to be a devil judge, too. He's like, oh, no, because he, he – <laughs> because what happens? He's a devil judge. At one point, he, like, he comes up with a creative way to punish one of the, you know, bad folks or whatever. And then all of a sudden, they're mobbed in the streets with that going and beating the hell out of people. And he's like, I created this. You know, I gave – people permission to think that this was acceptable. So there is very much like it's it's very much um a like I wouldn't be surprised if this was originally a comic book of some kind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'd have to maybe you know, maybe I have to look that up because no, I'm trying I don't. to read as fast as possible with this. But I wouldn't um I would not be surprised if it were. Um because there's so many kind of like superhero-ish elements, um, and yeah, it definitely gives me Batman. So <laughs> because he has, you know, he has a Robin, Batman, Robin, you know, and he 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 does have, you know, like a butler type figure, except she's a nanny. <laughs> 
you know, he has, he has other pieces of love, kind of sort of. So, but I also have to give an honorable mention because this chick is bad. Her clothes are bad. Ooh-hoo. I wish I could wear her clothes. And she cray cray. Like cray cray? Yeah, crazy. Let's say the whole thing out. Crazy. And that is Jung Suna because she, um, was the maid for a swift time. But she was, she was nutty as a child, okay? Cause she was like pressed about him and he was like, hey, you know, she's so pressed about me. And next thing you know, she took the dare and she ain't right. But I see well, when he was trying to steal too prior to that. He right. saw her she trying to steal and that was what made him say, you know, I guess he was trying to at that time figure out, you crazy? How crazy are you? <laughs> right, right. And she proved it. But, um, <laughs> I kind of low-key thought, okay, so I know it may be an unpopular opinion, but their sexual chemistry is so on point that at, before she just went full-on crazy, like, she, she was already, she already had a history of wrong, but until the recent wrong, I kind of thought maybe she's secretly somehow on his side, but just like, like Catwoman. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. I thought, oh, maybe she's his cat woman. But she's doing too much. So I don't and know. And part of my problem with her, and I've got two things I'm going to say here. Part of my problem with her is that, yes, I think she was on his side as long as he fit into the the little crazy picture she had in her head. So as long as he matched what her crazy picture in her head said, she was fine. And he told her. Hey, do what you do. Just don't cross my path. If you cross my path, I'm going to make your, shit, your life hard. And right. that is exactly what he did. You fucked over and came this way, so you got caught up. But for her, I think she still calls herself liking him. Basically, it's a form of uh, lust and she's thirsting too. And in her thirsting, lusting, and wanting him to be this picture in her head, she is trying to maneuver and make things happen to fit what she wants to see. Because she is, again, as you stated, this poor maid who I think her mother, she had some kind of situation with her mom, too. But her mother and that situation that she had to deal with, in her head, she is now all about trying to climb the the rope and, and climbing the rope, proving, yeah, you can come from shit and look at what you can do. And that's why she's, like, so dogged in her approach. She's killing people. She she pushed the damn woman off the off the, the stairs. She love stepped it. on the fucking president's head. I was like, right. this bitch crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but if you didn't know, damn, right. 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 No, but but that's the but, thing. Oh like, God. For the boys, before we go on, I'm going to throw this out here too. For the guys, I'm not sure if you're paying attention, but the people over in the Twitter chat uh, group chat, Are they seeing the BDSM? Mm. No, 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 no. We're talking about the two guys, Jin Young oh. and uh, Johan, and that they are coming across as though there's a little bit of BL going on there because he fixed dinner. Did you see the whole dinner scene where he had fixed dinner and everybody is all happy, joy, joy, and he leaves work and comes home early. He won't let them eat until he gets home. So the niece calls him and was like, could you please come on and hurry home? Because he cooks, but he won't let us eat until you get here. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, are y'all making a happy home? What are we doing? <laughs> 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 oh, no, it's not true. Now, you know what? 
be this is the first family they've had in a while. There's a mother right. sees that. That's just what I'm pointing out. There's right. Go through the Twitter thread and then come back and talk to me about it because I promise you, there's some things that just made me go. We could have a little BL going on. I don't know. Well, I mean, hey, if he ends up being bisexual, I'm fine with that too. If he has a boyfriend and a girlfriend, that's great. (laughs) She's crazy. He can't be with her all the time. She has to go back to prison sometimes to the mental institution. She can't be out in public. Because I'm telling you, like, their chemistry is so fire to me that I'm like, even when, okay, this is not, this is not for the kids at all. But, like, for real, at one point when he straight chokes her, I was like, ooh, that's. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Because I was like, Y'all insight into something else. Y'all insight into something else. (laughs) She is something else. <laughs> I was like, ooh, gee. And then the guy comes in and saves her. I was like, yeah, because he was going there. Like, there, he gets strong emotion, of course, but like, she's one of the right. ones who like brings that forth. And so, I, and I want to give an honorable mention to the whole scene where she goes to talk to the girls at the girls' school or whatever. Yeah. And, the, and I, and see, that, that scene was absolutely necessary and wonderful and everything I needed it to be because it gave her origin story. Like, I'm, I'm seriously mm-hmm. tying this stuff into, like, comic books, um, even though I don't even read comic books like that. She's like Catwoman to me. You find out that, like, she was abused as a child to a degree that she, the, her first kill pretty much was her, like, mom or something like that, or her mom was, like, some kind of drunk, or she had problems with her, her family. I think and she was drunk, yeah. Right. Her mother so she, magically oh. died falling down the steps, and the joke is, the running thread that they poke at is, oh, you killed your mother. You, you waited till she was drunk and then killed her. Right. So I think that, you know, she, where I slightly <laughs> disagree with you saying that she, you know, is trying to um, climb the ladder. I agree she's climbing the ladder. I just think she's climbing the ladder to have control. She doesn't want right. to be weak. You know, she doesn't and I think want it's because of where she came from. Her back, right. her history makes her want to say, "I was treated all these kinds of ways, and so if I'm in control, I can keep that from happening." Exactly. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, not like you necessarily said so, but I don't think it's a function of her just wanting to be like bougie or something like that. Like she oh, wants no, to no. be. No, no I no, think no, that no. I think that there's a definite psychological twitch to her that she's like. You know, that she's sensitive to um, control and power. And that's why with the priest-like figure, whatever he was, like the, the one that she killed, she she was his dominatrix for all intents and purposes. Oh, hell yeah. You saw the scene where she he was kneeling in front of her. You damn right she was. Right. And so I think that she's able to tap into the weakness of people, and then she's like, don't give a damn. So when she talked to those young girls, she was like, this is how you do it. Like, and they were like, turn off the camera because she's about to get live. And I was loving it because she was keeping it a buck. She was keeping it real with these chicks. She was like, listen, especially when she heard the, you know, principal or whatever that woman was, like, denigrating these these young girls, she was yeah. like, this is how the game is played. Let me put you on a game because – 
you can't, don't think that being good is going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. And I was like, well, damn. You know, like, let me take the note with She pushed her down the stairs when old girl came around that corner and saw it. The look she gave her was like, see, this is how you handle this shit. Right. Right. This is how this is how you make sure you're not a victim. This is how you make sure you're in control. And see, the thing is, her her tactics are working because now she's the head of that organization. Like, yeah. So that's why I'm like, for a while there, I thought like, okay. And so let me just say this, because um, I was gonna say for a while I thought, of course, that they would team up. Like, you find out that she's like his secret mole inside the whole organization or whatever. But no. I feel that they might be leading to a cop-out where they're going to paint her as the ultimate villain. You know well, what I'm All I know is that initial readings told me, because, you know, for those of you who are uh, fellow listeners, been listening for a while, uh, you know that I don't, I'm not the one who reads the backstories and try to find shit out. But for whatever reason, for this one, because I wasn't 100% sure if I wanted to watch it, I did do a little bit of reading, and I saw that she is considered his mortal enemy. So, like, they are going to keep on having them as cat and mouse with each other. They're not going to be friends. They're not going to alley up. And if they do alley up, then I'm, like, blown away. But at this present moment, she's painted as his mortal enemy. So, you know. Mm. Yeah, because it's like there, there's a nice little cabal of – um, you know, ratchetness, like, you know, and they introduce each of them to us so that we can see how dirty these folks are. But they are almost, except for the Minister of Justice, um, Chad Kuhn He, the rest of those guys are almost bumbling. Like, for everything that they are doing and being awful human beings, they're also bumbling. Like, the president is like a joke you know like they aren't um in a weird kind of way it's like they're giving the men the awful men a cop-out in a way that like they're bumbling or they're stupid or they're conniving but they're not smooth they're not they don't have it together right and then the women though seem to be like the minister of health with her son if she ain't throw her son completely and utterly under the bus to land, that took so wild to me. I was blown away. Like, God damn, you said in so many words, my position and my power are more important to me than my child. Fuck him. He going to take this hit. I'll come back around and fix this. Right. And so I think there's this thing um where and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, you know, because I don't have anything against female villains. It's just that depending on what it is, like if you're watching like a, a love triangle or something like that, the you know making painting it as like oh the, the evil woman who's chasing after the guy, you know, it's like very easy sometimes to make the woman the evil one. Um, in some ways, yeah, I dominatrix. I can kind of deal with, like, Catwoman, okay, fine. But I don't know. I don't know. It's like, and anyway, I it's so far, I forget which episode I'm on, but I'm trying to figure out, okay, where y'all going with this? Because that other than since she has taken over, what is the end game? Because now I, the last season I watched, and I don't mean to cut you off, but you just no, hit no, where no. I'm going, 
is where I've kind of lulled. I'm, I think, three three or four episodes behind because don't episodes come out on Saturday and Sunday? Right, something like that. I have to go ahead. So I'm like three behind. But in which case, the last one I saw was where they got the guy who had hidden himself. So it was uh, not Johan. Uh, I'm sorry, I want to get his name right. Uh, Gaon, Tim Gaon, his parents were killed because basically they had been ripped off by some man who was doing some kind of Ponzi scheme of some sort. He took their money. It caused all kind of problems. Depression set. Dad died. Mom died. He's left alone. Okay. So this man gets put in prison because he had done it to a lot of people. But when he goes to visit him, it's not the man. It's another man. And so Johan helps him find the real dude. And they get the real dude, and basically Johan is like, watch this shit. He sets his family on fire, quote-unquote. He burns his money up, quote-unquote. And all of this was to see this man's true colors, because at the end of the day, he was willing to let his family die because he was trying to save the money. So they take him off, and that's where I left off. So I'm, like, trying to figure out, what are we doing? Because this dude, finding this dude, what are you all going to be able to use this for? Are you going to bring down these heads, or are you all just going to keep playing cat and mouse with them? What is up with old girl? Because what is it that she really wants aside from the power? Now that you have it, what are you going to do with it? Like, I'm just trying to see, what are we leading to? And also, I don't know if you've paid attention, but old female chick, uh, old Jin Yu, the girl, Ju, old Jin Yu, um, the female judge. Mm, oh, yeah, she's going to turn bad. She's been turned down. has been right, been basically courting her. And uh, what do they call it when you set your sights on somebody and you start trying to raise them up how you want them to be? Uh, grooming? Grooming. She's grooming. She is totally right. grooming this, this chick. And she's falling for it. And I'm going, damn, you is a dummy. You don't see how she's using you, but. At any rate, I'm just trying to see where we're going. That's all. So I got right. some stuff to catch up on this weekend. Right. I mean, the one thing I'm happy about is it really is going to be like the number of dramas that we expect it to be. Like after Love Feature Managing the Voice, it's like I question everything. I'm like, are you really just going to be 16 episodes? Can you just be 16 episodes? But yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I see multiple series. Stop, right. Right. Tell you, right. Uh, writers and directors. We don't want the American style seasons. I'm sorry. Please stop. We don't want that. Right. Because because as a viewer, and we've talked about this before, and we may talk about it again, we want to see a beginning and an end. We don't want to have to be on Tinder hooks waiting to find out if there's going to be another season <laughs> and if that season is going to be halfway decent. I don't want to deal with all that. I want to see my story and then come back for another story. Like, Come on, y'all. And I'm sorry, because aside from some of these, like, okay, you're saying Love Feature Marriage and Divorce has done its job. Uh, Hospital Playlist, it's done its job. But there are plenty that have not. And when they go for season two, or they seem to have a season two coming, Uncanny Counter, Vagabond, they fucking leave you hanging because where the fuck is season two at? Or Love love Alarm, it was some fucking bullshit. So, like, please stop with that. Let's just do one and be done. We love y'all. Right. We, we watch y'all. We ride with y'all. Just right. Like, don't don't do the seasons, please. Don't don't jerk us around because you think you have a captive audience. Because I'm gonna play <laughs> around, start watching some Taiwanese dramas and leave y'all in the dust. Trust. Oh, I don't play that. I don't play that. The penthouse. The straight up trash of penthouse. Right. And y'all right. still going. Please stop. Right. 
And it's like, there's a reason you don't want to go into the wheels fall off until you get a season where you can't recoup your money because people are not trying to watch that stuff anymore. That's what happens with American dramas. All of a sudden, they're like, we're going to end this early because they've thrown millions. I mean, I know those people are rich, but damn, for the rest of us who are looking at that, going, we live in thousands and, you know, with are lucky fingers and toes crossed hundreds of thousands, like, why y'all wasting millions? Why just just do sixteen episodes? In fact, I would rather they do less. Do the Japanese method. Do ten, okay? Because we know that you can do a heartfelt, moving, interesting drama. Tell a good, full, full-bodied story in ten episodes. You can do it. So I want to laugh, see. cry, empathize, and understand all in ten. We could. Right. So it's like trust and believe. If y'all start trying to, like, cater to, I don't know, you can't say you're trying to cater to an American audience because American audiences are already meeting you where you are. So you're basically catering to, what, corporations that are trying to squeeze them more and more? I don't know what this is. I can understand the odd show that has an extra season. But, like, even um, there was this one, I Hear Your Voice or whatever, they may be three seasons in now. After that first season, when they got rid of the first actor, the the male lead, it was good on y'all. Like, I ain't trying to watch it just so that y'all can regurgitate the same idea again. The thing you sold first season, that's why even American shows, they're able, they take a kernel of an idea that's interesting, and they're able to, like, hold it together for one season. But the reason they, they get crucified in that sophomore season, it's because they can't keep it going. That's why you do 16 episodes and you say deuces, and then you get new actors, fresh actors, fresh faces, and you bring in another story. That's why you do it. Unless you don't have enough stories, unless you don't have enough imagination, and we all or see with like them. the Reply series. They're not all the same, but it's under exactly. the same umbrella. You know that you're going to hear a story about some family from the past, and you have an idea, but it's all different. It's not like we're trying to string you along for multiple seasons with the same people, same actors. Oh, and Jesus, let's not talk about how the actors get caught up in scandals that are sometimes really false, and then their whole career is fucked up, and they can't go on. So now you've heard the whole show, so Uncanny Counter, I'm like going, are we even going to see a season two? Because, uh... Chobo, Chojo, Yo Cho, ah, I can't get his name right now, but the main character. Is he ever going to be able to act again? Is he gone for good? Like, what are we doing? Right. And I just started watching Uncanny Counter, and I'm just like, Curly, are you going to be back? Like, I don't know. And when you put somebody else in, it throws off, like, the rhythm of things. So just keep, get, when you get the person, when they drama free or drama light, don't in. And do your 16 episodes, enjoy it, and then you're not committed to having to, like, reform stuff because they doing some freaky, geeky, like, girlfriend stuff. You know, the one who was like, the girlfriend was like, don't you care, don't you kiss any other woman on stage. Like, you don't have to deal with any of that. You know that they crazy. You know, like, if, if, um, South Korean Hollywood is anything like American Hollywood, they're a whole bunch of freaks. Like, you're lucky that they can keep it together long enough to get through one season of the show. You can't you be are completely not lying. Right. Because the Americans, they know they be doing some stuff. 
You've been finding all kinds of stuff like me, uh, Mia and, and Ashton don't like to take bath on a daily basis. Like, hell, we don't need to go on a bath. She got six three days to out and she wants a load. But yeah, she bring it back around. Right. I think I do think the chick that is gonna get turned out and it's because she was forgotten. Like, that's an interesting concept of, like, people who get forgotten and they get bitter and they get angry. Because remember, she was like, oh, you all went to this event? Why didn't you call me? Like, I knew even then, early in the game, I knew that she was going to get turned out by somebody. Because because yeah. I even have her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand three judges. And I was like, when, when she was left behind, I was like, she going to and, you know, and she's too simple to, like, think to herself, why is this chick courting me like this? Why exactly. is she, you know, I'm clearly there's some extra, extra stuff going on. How about I just do my work, get my second home? How about that? Instead of trying to put on dresses and, and show out, how about I just, just do what I need to do and go? So, um, but anyway, I think, is there anything else you want to add? Because, you know, we, we came into this just trying to talk about <laughs> the love feature and marriage with the world, but we got to completely pause the head track. <laughs> I am good. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Patreon. We will start having more content coming that is Patreon only, but we have, you know, our episodes are up on there. Uh, Reddit. We are also on TikTok. Like we're we're kind of all over. You can catch us there. And please listen to episodes and let us know what you guys think. Right, and we do have. I mean, um, I I didn't even talk to somebody completely about. It. I think we talked about it a long time ago about we had like a letter to count. But it's some, I think it's because I started getting nosy about some other stuff, and I went to Reddit. And I was in, in the, I'm in the process of trying to buy a computer, and I was, and Reddit was very helpful. And then also, um, someone I know who is also a content creator went to Reddit and like built community. And I was like, oh, maybe we're doing a disservice to, you know, the folks who are listening to us that we're not also in Reddit. So if you have a chance, go to you slash Black Girl Solo and join us. We try to drop the media that you see on Twitter and everywhere else, we try to, like, put it there. Um, and it's a great place for conversation, too. You know, Twitter is great. I know y'all love Twitter. God knows some way is, like, the PhD of Twitter and Instagram. But I don't like those as much for, like, long-term conversations unless you're in a group. And so um, those just give us other options. So, you know, if you if you – the um the Reddit one is free for all. Like you can put down there everything you want to on there. I, we have no rules. We don't give a damn. Other than don't be disrespectful, don't hurt other people. But the general rules for Reddit, like don't harass people. You know, don't be racist or sexist or any of that stuff. Or if you are, apologize and learn from your experience and put it all there. But um. Otherwise, I think it's a free form, unlike some of the other ones, where you can pretty much drop any topics you want to, ask any questions, and we will respond and have those conversations with you. So um, we are here. But anything else, Sunray? That's all. 
Okay, well, this is a BGS phone call, a one-yard phone call. Um, thank you very much. Have a good one. Bye.